You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a podcast that's all about supporting parents as they bring up children. We've got experts and advice to help you through the more challenging bits of parenting. I'm Siobhan Hunt. One of the things that I've gravitated towards this lockdown is reading. Now, when my kids were very small, I didn't have the time or the energy to read, but now they're a bit bigger. I love nothing more than to sink into bed at night to read. Reading before bed has a way of soothing my mind in a way I do not get from Netflix. So I thought it could be something that you might enjoy too. So I've invited my smartest, most well-read and fun friend onto the show to talk us through her favourite books to escape into this lockdown. Melanie Tate is a TV and radio presenter and playwright. Hi Mel, how are you? Hi, Siobhan. That was such a generous introduction. Thank you so much. I'm really well, thank you. <laughs> well, actually, you know, I've kind of been treating this show as just a way to entertain myself and hoping that people come along with me. So um, thank you for coming on because I am so excited. All of the books that you are talking about today, I haven't read any of them. So this is very exciting. Um, but I do know that you're a big reader. So how did you whittle down your favourites to the ones you're going to yeah. talk to us about today? Well, I I find it, I find reading a really interesting, like I'm a massive reader, but I go in and out of phases and I found it really difficult to read for a, a big portion of this lockdown, which makes me feel a little bit discombobulated because I feel like as long as I've got a good book of fiction in my life, I'm, I'm you know, I'm in a pretty good space. And the books that I've got for us to talk about today are basically books that are good kickstarters for reading. You know, if you if you haven't read for a while or um, if you're looking for something that you're just going to really, really just sit back and enjoy, these four books that I've chosen today I, I just are four of my favourite in all of my book collection that I never, ever don't have at least a spare copy of to send somebody else. Oh, I love that because you, we all have those books, don't we, that are yeah. gifts to someone and is, I feel like there's nothing yeah. as special as giving that kind of book to someone. So, okay, tell me, what one do you want to start with? So I want to start with a book called The Uncommon Reader by Alan Bennett. And it's actually the only book on this list that's written by a man. And, <laughs> um, and <laughs> I, because I find, uh, yeah, I find the last few years of reading, I've always been somebody who's read all the great men of fiction. But recently, the last few years, you know, the tide has really turned with who is releasing books and who's writing books. And my entire reading list is pretty much always women now, but this book I go back to again and again and again. So it's a, it's a novella. It's really, really short and it tells the story of the queen. So we're in Buckingham palace and the queen discovers that below Buckingham palace, there's a mobile library, you know, that like the libraries <laughs> that used to come around when we were kids, you know, yes. schools and things. And she discovers this mobile library and being polite and being the queen, she, she gets out a book and because she's the queen, she has to finish everything she starts. So she finishes this book and takes it back and ends up having a, a friendship with the person with the person who runs the library, but also she develops a love of reading in the process. And the whole book 
is basically um, a love story to reading itself. It's very funny and very smart and very cute and charming. But at the same time, it talks about this really, I think, deep and important part of reading about how reading is a muscle and how the more we read, the more deeply we can go into our reading and into ideas and into big stories. And it just tells the story of the radicalization of the queen in about, I think it's about a hundred, about a hundred pages, 120 pages. And you'll laugh and have a great time for every single second of it. It takes a couple of hours to read and it's a complete delight. Oh, I love that because it's so true that with some books, um, you put it down and it just, it can resonate for so much longer yeah. in, in such a, I don't know, it's a really subtle way, but it makes you feel more alive when you read a good book. Yes. And and The Uncommon Reader by Alan Bennett is just a book that if you're having trouble committing to books or if you're in Netflix land and you're wanting to get back to fiction or you're one of those people that, that you know, really has trouble reading fiction, as a lot of people do, there's so many reminders all the way through this little book about what a joy and how enriching reading is. And that's why I always, always give it to people. And I always recommend it when people are going on holidays and they say, oh, I want a, I want a good, easy book. This is a really good, easy book, but there's a lot of meat on its little bones, if that makes sense. It's, a, it's an absolute cracker. Okay, excellent. And what's the, what comes after The Uncommon Reader? So the next one is a book that I've actually discovered this lockdown and it's called Devotions. It's the collected poetry of Mary Oliver. Now, I, I, I don't know about you, Siobhan, I'm, I'm not a huge poetry reader. Like I like it when I read it, but I don't seek it out. And the reason I found this one is Mary Oliver has this beautiful little poetry book called Dog Songs, which is all about <laughs> dogs. It's all poetry about dogs. And that's my interest into reading about her and uh, and reading more of her poetry. And I got this um, collected version of, of her sort of life's work that she put together just before she died called Devotions. And it's a really beautiful book for our time because basically it's all about nature and love and whatever you might find God to be or spirituality to be. And I think that these are things we're all thinking about at the moment. You know, we're all, if we're not near nature, we're dreaming about it. Mm. You know, if we're not some, if we're not people who are religious, we're still maybe thinking about, you know, life and death and, and matters like that. And Mary Oliver's poetry just puts all this in just such a beautiful way. It, it just simplifies life in this really beautiful, lovely way that I find I'm reading when I get up in the morning and I'm reading when I go to bed at night almost in kind of a biblical way you know like I'm, <laughs> yes. I'm, not a, I'm not a Christian or a church person or anything but I'm finding this book and its spirituality and its connection to nature just really oh like so um heart filling and and it sounds very grounding that's exactly what it is it's very grounding and it's very simple like it's about it's about um, the way water runs over rocks and the way dogs look up at you and just all these really sort of simple things that we tend to forget about. So I would recommend this a million times over, uh, Mary Oliver's Devotions, the selected poems of Mary Oliver. It's just absolutely beautiful. Sounds like, you know, during lockdown, I think a few of us have had multiple existential crises so that might yeah. be something might be a balm <laughs> for that kind of angsty yeah. feeling yeah it 
Super is. And the great thing too about poetry as well is like there's two things I love about poetry. One of them is that the way poets describe our world back to us, I just, poets and comedians, I just find them so like geniuses you know but also the other great thing about poetry is quite often they are they're puzzles they're little puzzles we have to figure out so your brain tends to be really active when you're unpacking a poem and I think that's a really nice way to be at the moment when we're all kind of staring at our screens and just like going through the motions it's nice to have to work something out yes and it's not Sudoku Yes, or it's not some, you know, it's not like some TikTok, you know, um, like, I don't know, a whole heap of TikTok questions or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. It's written on a page. It's beautiful. And, then, and we can also feel quite smug that we're reading poetry. Exactly, that we're reading poetry, yeah. my God. And we're just so enriched by it. That's the thing. Like, you just, I, I don't know, I, I come away from my little reading of her poems and just feel like the world is, we're going to be okay, you know, and and that to me is a real gift. That is a yeah. gift. And uh, another book you have here, I'm a little bit, a little bit concerned, but I, I'm I'm open to you explaining <laughs> to me. Sorrow yeah. and Bliss by Meg Mason. Okay. So Sorrow, Sorrow and Bliss by Meg Mason is a book that has been, I think it's been out about a year, and it's one of those books that you just keep seeing popping up in people's Instagram feeds, you know, oh, I read this book and I loved it, oh, I read this book and I loved it. It's about this woman called Martha, and she's got some sort of a mental illness and basically has, she's got this beautiful partner and a really great sister, like an amazing support network around her, but pretty much... um, before the book started, she's alienated everybody because her whatever her mental illness is, it just makes her very difficult to be around and to be around people. But the thing is, she's just so funny and clever and charming. And uh, not charming. She's funny and clever, I should say. Not <laughs> charming. Um, and it's, it's, it's just a beautiful, beautiful book about and a beautiful uplifting book too. Now, it's really rare to find a book about mental illness that mm. is uplifting and funny and doesn't drag you into it. Like I find as somebody who's suffered from depression over the years, books about mental illness sometimes can drag me back into yes. into that space. Yes. With this book, I just, you know, like it's like that, it's like the television show This Way Up. I'm not sure if you've seen that. It's on Stan. It's the same thing where you there's this beautiful spark of recognition, but it's told in such a like funny human way and sorrow and bliss by meg mason honestly i think it's one of the best books i've read in the last year i i've gone back to it i've shared it with friends and everybody everybody loves it i've i i'm just looking now at a blurb for it and it says this book is set in london and oxford it is sad and funny and that's a great way of, of describing it because it's not like it's not so funny and lovely that you don't that your heart doesn't feel something for it. You know what I mean? Yes. Like it's just not, because I feel like we need all those things. We need to, it's nice to feel sad and uplifted by somebody else's problems and story, I think, <laughs> at the moment. Yes. So so it is a sorrow and blissful read. I'd really recommend it. I did say that I was concerned about that last title, but then your final book is it's rather a unique title. I feel bad about my neck. <laughs> What yes. is this book so, about? 
I feel bad about my neck is uh, a bunch of, and it's called, I, it's full title is I feel bad about my neck and other thoughts on being a woman. It's from the late <laughs> writer, Nora Ephron. So Nora Ephron, who wrote When Harry Met Sally and Sleepless in Seattle and a bunch of, you know, gorgeous rom-coms that we all, um, you know, love over the years. She was a journalist before she was anything else and a columnist. And she continued to write columns throughout her entire life. And this is one of her last books of essays that she released. And it's a lot about age. Like it's really, it's, it's terrific because it's, you know, the views of a 60, 65 year old woman looking back on being younger and what she'd tell her younger self and all that kind of stuff. She's got a great um, essay in it, which oh, makes me so wistful for our old life called On Maintenance when she talks about um, hair dye and having blow dries and why they're important. <laughs> she also talks, there's also another great essay in it about the time that she worked in JFK's office as an intern. Oh, my Lord. Um, yeah, and there's, there's some really great, um, you know, it's quite, it's quite sad now because obviously she's gone. Um, she died a few, well, she died 10 or 11 years ago now. She writes a whole list of things of what she wished she had have known as a young person. So it's, you know, it's just full of lovely, funny wisdom. And it's one of those books that I just always return to if I've got a few minutes and I need to laugh, you know, or I, or I need to sort of get a pick me up. It's, it's the book to go to. Nora Ephron's I Feel Bad About My Neck. Oh, brilliant. I feel like I need to go on Amazon and just order them all now because once upon a time I would have gone to the library, but that's not an option right now. Yeah, it's not an option. Look, if I've got to, I've always got a spare of at least one of those hanging around. <laughs> I'll, I'll send it over to you because I, I sent two of them away yesterday. I sent two of my, I sent one of my spares of Mary Oliver and one of my spares of Alan Bennett out to friends yesterday. I'm always doing it. Look at that. I love that. I love that. And listen, I do follow you, of course, on Instagram. Um, I know that you, in lockdown, and actually previous to lockdown, you're a bit like me, became a bit of a crazy plant lady. And oh, I'm just yeah. wondering what else keeps you happy during this lockdown? What else keeps you buoyant? Is it your plants well, as well? Yeah, it's my plants. I've got, I'm particularly obsessed at the moment, if we're talking plants, with this beautiful little plant called a Ficus deltoida, which is a tiny little fig that has these leaves that has like, they have little gold spots on them. So it's like Ooh. a disco a disco plant wow. like a little bit disco, but also yeah so I'm quite, I'm quite obsessed with it and I'm also just completely you know as usual obsessed with um meeting my niece and nephew at the park and seeing how cute they are or getting cute videos of them Melanie thank you so much for joining us today and I've really enjoyed chatting with you um and keep safe the rest of this lockdown Siobhan, thank you so much for having me and giving me an excuse to talk about these four beautiful, fun, lovely books. I hope that if uh, if you haven't read them or your listener hasn't read them, they just run out and get them straight away or order them online because they're all fab. That's Melanie Tate, TV and radio presenter and playwright. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me. Siobhan Hunt. I'd love to hear from you. So if you'd like to get in touch, email me at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.